some of you. Um, I'm a member of this six o'clock congregation. I'm also a teacher. And so I'm currently in the middle of six weeks off, two weeks done, four weeks to go. And so to be honest, it's the time of year when I just recommend everyone to teaching. It's the best job ever. Um, and so on this August evening, even though it's August, we're going to be talking about a passage of the Bible we'd normally study at Christmas time. On your handouts, which at the end of the rows, you will see Luke chapter 1, verses 39 to 56. And, um, and this passage from Luke is just after the angel had visited Mary and told her that she would conceive by the Holy Spirit and give birth to the Son of God. So we're going to read these verses together. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favoured that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb left for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promise to her. And Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my saviour. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for three months and then returned home. Let's pray as we start. Lord Jesus, would you speak to us this evening? Would you speak to us through Mary and through Elizabeth, through their attitude and through their relationship, and help us in how we, to glorify you in how we relate to others. So the series this summer is Songs of Summer. And so on this August evening, we're looking at a song we'd normally look at in December. We're looking at the words from that song of Mary. But before we look in more detail at the words from the song, I want us to think about the two women in the passage. I want us to think about the context. So I'd like you to imagine those two women. I'd like you to imagine Elizabeth, first of all. Elizabeth was pregnant after years and years of waiting and hoping and praying. After years of disappointment, of wondering whether God would answer her prayers. After thinking that she was too old to have children. So imagine Elizabeth. And then imagine Mary. Mary was pregnant and not married. Think, think about how she would have felt ashamed in that society. She'd been visited by an angel and conceived by the Holy Spirit. But were people going to believe her story? 
She could be, this could mean deep shame and social exclusion for Mary. And would her fiancé leave her in that shame? So think about the two women individually. And then think about the relationship between them. About the tension that could have existed between them. Elizabeth could have felt resentment. Why did she have to wait so long to have a baby when it was so apparently easy for Mary? <laughs> Mary could have felt proud, couldn't she? She had, after all, conceived by the Holy Spirit and she was going to give birth to the Son of God. <laughs> but the meeting between Mary and Elizabeth wasn't full of tension. It was full of joy. Just look at that picture. I think that sums it up. It was full of joy. Verse 41 shows that as they met, the Holy Spirit was there. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, in verse 41 on your sheets, when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. This is an ordinary friendship. A friendship that could have been full of tension, but a friendship that was full of joy. A friendship between two women who were poor women, with no particular status, and yet God was at work in them and was revealing his plans and purposes to them. Mary and Elizabeth had learned to trust God and to flee from bitterness. Now, don't just think that this is a story about two women and the relationships between women. This is a story about all the friendships and relationships that we have between men and women where pride or resentment or bitterness could get in the way because of our differences. And yet God wants us to experience the real joy of good relationships where he is at the center, where we look to him, where we enjoy all that he is doing in each other's lives and then where we walk alongside each other in areas of pain or doubt and help each other to trust God and point each other towards God. So that's the context, that's the relationship, those are the people in the story. And now what we're going to do is to look in a bit more detail at what Mary actually said. So let's look at the song. And the first thing that Mary's song teaches us is about hope. Mary's hope was based on God's goodness and not on her own ability. In some ways, Mary had every right to be fearful, but she's not fearful, she's full of hope. Look at the things she said, look at, look at verse 47. She says, my spirit rejoices in God, my saviour. Look at verse 48, he has been mindful. Verse 49, the mighty one has done great things for me. Verse 50, his mercy extends. Verse 51, he has performed mighty deeds. 52, he has brought down rulers. Verse 53, he has filled the hungry with, with good things. Mary's hope is in God. He is the mighty and good and powerful one to whom she is looking for strength and for hope. She's not looking to her own strength. And because she's looking to God's strength, she has nothing to fear. So the theologian Tom Wright says this about Mary's song. She, she says that Mary's song is a fierce, bright shout of triumph 30 weeks before Bethlehem and 30 years before Calvary and Easter. I'll just say that. It's a fierce, bright shout of triumph 
30 weeks before Bethlehem and 30 years before Calvary and Easter. Mary is anticipating God's goodness and she's celebrating. At this point, it would be quite scary, but she's trusting God. She is triumphant even in the face of the challenges ahead. She's believing, she's trusting that the angel was right, that the child in her womb was the Messiah. Her expectation of God is goodness, even though her circumstances felt a bit scary, a bit unrealistic, to be honest. She's living with a secure hope that what God has said is true, and it will be true in the future. Mary's living with real hope, and that enables her, because she's got that real hope, she can celebrate in spite of the challenges of life. Now, I don't know about you, but I find that quite challenging, to be honest, to celebrate in the challenges. Um, I was thinking about this last week when I was at Focus, and Stephen Foster, one of the vicars at HTB, said this. He said, real joy is not the absence of struggle, but the presence of hope. And I think that's what Mary shows us. For me, I feel like I can swing between fear and fantasy. Yeah? I feel like I can swing back and forth between fear and fantasy. Um, in April, May time, I was thinking of applying for jobs in Cardiff. I'm not actually going to go. But I, was, um, <laughs> but I was applying for jobs in Cardiff, think, wondering, you know, I am Welsh, and as you may have realised. But, uh, <laughs> but I was wondering whether I should apply for, um, go back and live in Wales. And in that process of applying for jobs, I, on the one hand, I was scared. I didn't really want to, I was fearful. I didn't really want to apply for the jobs. You know, what would people think? I might not get an interview, I might not get a job. You know, it was unsettling. I didn't know whether I wanted to change. I was fearful. And then on the other hand, I would swing from being fearful to being on the Right Move website, looking at flats and houses in Cardiff. And before I knew it, I wasn't just on Right Move. I was on John Lewis looking at sofas for the flats I might live in and the flat I might live in in Cardiff. It was all ridiculous. It was fantasy. I was swinging between fear and fantasy because actually living in the reality, trusting God was difficult. But Mary shows us a different way. She shows us that rather than swing between fear and fantasy, we can look to God's unchanging characteristics and we can hope in him. So just think for a minute, I'm sure I'm not the only one who swings between fear and fantasy. And think about where in your life, in work or in relationships, or the way you think about buying things, the way you think my, life might be better if you buy this gadget or that flat or this car. And the question for us is, are we living in hope or are we living in fear or fantasy? Do we anticipate God's goodness in our lives? Are we trusting God's plans for our lives or are we scared to trust? Is fear preventing us from stepping out in relationships or at work? Are we fantasizing about what we might want to buy or jobs we want or relationships? Mary was submitting and trusting the plans and purposes of God, even when those plans and purposes seemed scary, seemed beyond belief. She was trusting God and focusing on his goodness rather than swing between fear and fantasy. And Mary, so Mary shows us a way as well that we can build that hope in our lives. 
Mary knew her scriptures well. And she trusted that she was part of the plans and purposes of God that had been foretold in the Old Testament scriptures. Almost every word that Mary uses in the Magnificat there is a biblical quotation. Don't look now, but if you were to look at 1 Samuel chapter 2, you would see that most of what Mary's saying, almost all of what Mary says, comes from the song of Hannah, when, after many years of praying, she was pregnant with Samuel, and she was um, anticipating what God would do through Samuel. Mary had learned her scriptures, and that enabled her to express herself to God at this point of anticipation and excitement and trusting God. And so, learning our Bibles can give us hope. We can learn from Mary. Um, so, for me, I really love the mountains. I love climbing the mountains in Wales. I love skiing in the mountains in Austria. And um, one of the verses that I have learnt over the years is Psalm 121, which says, I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And that verse has helped me. It's helped me to express myself to God in the vastness and beauty of his creation. Um, I also have a verse on my fridge. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. And as I think about it, as I've been thinking about Mary... I think it would be so good if I could memorize some more verses. It would help me. It would give me hope. And maybe that's the challenge for me, from Mary for us. Let's soak ourselves in the scriptures so that when life is exciting, we have the words to glorify him. And when life is scary and painful, we have the words to cry out to him. So the first lesson from Mary's song is about hope. And we are at HTC, and so the second lesson from Mary's song does also begin with a H, and it is humility. So, the second lesson from Mary's song is about humility. The song is not about Mary, it's about God. Mary sees herself as God's servant. She is submitting herself to God's will. She recognizes God's greatness and her weakness, and she trusts that God is good. Look at verse 48. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his, of his servant. Mary sees herself as God's servant. It's not about her. It's about fulfilling God's purpose and plans. Look also at the first part of the passage. Look at Elizabeth's humility as well. It's not about Elizabeth either. Elizabeth is excited about what God is doing in Mary's life. Look at Elizabeth's words in verse 42. Blessed are you among women. Why am I so favoured that the mother of my Lord should come to me? These women are not focused on themselves anyway. They're focused on God and on others, and that's the humility. Look how God is blessing their relationship with each other in that humility. For me, that's challenging. I'm interested in my life. I'm interested in what God is doing for me. The challenge is to be looking beyond ourselves, to be looking to each other, to be excited about what God is doing in each other's lives. Mary and Elizabeth reached out to each other. They weren't focused on themselves anyway. As we think about humility, um, there's a documentary 
film out at the moment called um, Summer in the Forest. You may have, you may have seen it. Um, it's about a Catholic called Jean Vanier. He's a Canadian. And um, 30, in, in his mid-30s, I think he's about 80 now, he um, visited an institution for people with learning disabilities. And he decided to invite two of these people into his home. And he started what has become known as the Lash Communities. And there are Lash Communities all over the world now. John Vanier chose to live alongside people with severe disabilities. He eats every meal with, um, with these people with disabilities. He works in the canteen. He spends his days with these people. And he said this recently. Look, there are two realities, two cultures. There is a culture of power and a culture of relationships. The men and women I live with see that it is good to be together. And we don't have to solve all the world's problems when we are together. And Mary and Elizabeth show us that as well, don't they? They show us that going against the tide, that choosing a culture of relationship rather than power. Choosing relationship and humility rather than ourselves and power. In our normal relationships, we often want to be important and we show our importance by what we achieve or how we look or our popularity. But Vanya has seen the beauty in people who seemingly have no power. And through that, he has learned that relationship is more important than power. We're just going to look um, for a few minutes, a couple of minutes, at the trailer for that film to give us a sense of what Vanier has, has done and the, the communities that he's formed. The challenge for us might not be the same as Vanier, but the challenge of reaching out to those who are different, of choosing to enjoy the way that God is blessing other people, of choosing to walk with others in the challenges of life, is relevant to all of us. The challenge of choosing humility rather than superiority or resentment is there for all of us. The question might be for us, who do we find it difficult to reach out towards? Are there people um, for whom lack of forgiveness or pride or fear or resentment is preventing us from relating too well? We can all learn from Mary and Elizabeth's humility. They were looking to God and they were looking to each other. It wasn't the all about me culture that we can become so accustomed to. They were enjoying and anticipating God's goodness in their own lives and in each other's lives. So, to conclude, it was Mary's deep sense of trust in God. It was her secure knowledge of her part in history, of her part in the plans and purposes of God, not because of her goodness, but because of God's goodness. Mary's hope was secure. It was so secure, she wasn't mild and serious in her hope. She was exuberant. She was excited in her anticipation of God being at work in her life. Her trust in God, her humility and her hope were all rooted in her relationship with God and that enabled her to be free from bitterness and resentment and enabled her to reach out to others. Hope and humility were shown by Mary in this song and they link because they show us the importance of looking beyond ourselves. As Mary looked to God and looked to others, she was less focused on herself and she not only had the confidence for the future but she also had then a better relationship with Elizabeth. 